0: Welcome to the care to change podcast. We are grateful to have you join us today. We are continuing our series on boundaries with a conversation between April and our counselor Haley hast, as they talk about boundaries with kids and parenting. Thank you for being a part of this conversation, as we hope to offer you practical solutions for positive change.
1: everyone. This is April Bordeaux from Care to Change. Thanks again for joining us. We are in the middle of a podcast series. So far, we've had Teresa open the series talking about what boundaries are the definition of boundaries, some laws related to boundaries. And then we had Jesse come in and talk about a little bit more in depth about some practical ways to set positive and healthy boundaries. Uh, last week, Ethan uh, joined in as we talked about boundaries and marriage, and I felt like we could have made that an entire series in and of itself. And today, we continue our conversation about boundaries as it relates to parenting. So, I'm especially excited as a parent myself of two teenagers about this topic because what I do know as a parent, our kids continue to grow and mature and develop. And so the boundaries that we set years ago aren't necessarily the same boundaries we need for today. So it's sort of a moving target. This whole boundaries thing with parent with parenting. Uh, and so I'm excited about today's topic and guest. And then next week we move into boundaries as it relates to work. And so we have a whole series all month long as we start this uh, new year. I'm wondering how you're all doing with your New Year's resolutions. Uh, we're the third week in. January. It's never too late to start again. In case your goals um, have already gone to the wayside, uh, pick those back up. Remember your why. Keep keep focusing one day at a time and all of that. So let's get started. Uh, Haley, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks I'm for so having glad me. you're here. Uh, Haley has been our guest once before and she talked about Uh, parenting as it relates to marriage. And so what to do when it seems like kids are destroying your marriage. And we're going to link that um, episode in our podcast notes. So if you're interested in parenting as it relates to marriage, uh, that was a really great podcast. and I was so glad that you jumped in to help us with that. I know it was a last minute request for you. So glad that you are here um, for that and glad that you're here. Uh, Haley, you are a parent. Yes. And so you're not just coming as a therapist saying, I know what's right uh, as a therapist and what's healthy and what I see that isn't healthy as a therapist. You're also living this as a parent as well. So um, something that we say often to the people that we serve is we're, we're fellow journeyers with you we're not here telling you what we know because it's just we've got it all together it's because um we've bumped into some of this the hard way uh we also know what the research says and what's going to get the best outcome it doesn't mean we're perfect in the matter it just means we're willing to share what we've learned and what we have and so that's why we're here today so Haley thank you uh thank Thank you you for joining us and um just being who you are uh, as a therapist but as a mom in this world as well. Appreciate you. Uh, So let's talk about this topic of boundaries as it relates to parenting, which seems to be just a moving target in my mind. Um, We had Teresa start a couple weeks ago with her definition of boundaries. And she started it by saying, boundaries is an indicator of where I end and you begin. And then we've kind of expanded on that definition of boundaries each week. Uh, Last week when Ethan was here, we talked about uh, boundaries in the context of a yard, like this is my yard, that's your yard, and the boundaries is what separates your yard from my yard. Um, She used the term hula hoop, you know, like, this is my hula hoop, that's your hula hoop. So I know you've got a definition of boundaries to kind of add on to what we've already talked about. What's your definition of boundaries, especially related to parenting?
2: Yeah, so my boundaries is kind of short and sweet. Keep Mm -hmm. it simple is more of thinking of it as like a personal property line. So like you're drawing the line in the sand um, that marks what you are responsible for and what someone else is responsible for because we can only control what we can control. We can't control what others control, so we mark the line of saying this is what I'm going to control and what I'm responsible for. And I think it relates really well to parenting because we can only control what we can, and we're responsible for the well being of our
1: children, but they also have responsibility in learning and growing as well. Mm-hmm. And we take uh, my husband says it all the time we take too much credit, and we take too much blame, yes, when the reality <laughs> is they have their own. Uh, choices to make in the matter, especially as they get older. So um, talk to me about uh, boundaries as in parenting. Yes, I think boundaries and parenting is probably the hardest
2: Mm -hmm. area to have boundaries Mm -hmm. because, you know, even for myself, like when the kids are younger, you're so used to doing everything for them, but allowing them that freedom and them pushing boundaries and changing the boundaries as they grow, it comes really hard. Um, But I always have to look back at, you know, God set boundaries for us, even all the way back in Genesis of don't eat from this tree. And even though we did eat from the tree, we knew what the consequence was and he Mm -hmm. still followed through, but he did it in a way of like seeking to understand and being there in that relationship with us. And so I have to remind myself of that as I set boundaries for my kids and Mm -hmm. as I follow through with those boundaries and as I have to negotiate and change those boundaries as all of my kids grow up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still have many years left, because my oldest is seven. Yeah. And so, you know, she's my wildfire. And so she pushes boundaries a lot. And yeah. so learning of how to communicate those, I think is super important,
1: but is extremely hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. It's it's interesting. You said that you if one that kind of pushes I can remember, my mom used to say when I was younger, that I would walk up to the boundary line and look over to see, What's on the other side and what's going to happen? And is it worth it if I just jump and I have one of those um, as well? And so it's a it's a constant measure and a constant evaluation. Is this boundary in the right place? And it seems like the older that they get, the less they appreciate the boundaries, right? Yes. Because they want to push them a little bit more. So what's important for us to remember as parents as it relates to boundaries?
2: Yeah, I think there's like four realities that we have to really understand and keep at the forefront mm-hmm. one that our kids are just not perfect they're mm-hmm. not going to be perfect they never will be they're constantly learning and growing learning and growing mm-hmm. um and the second kind of goes along with that is as parents we're also not perfect mm-hmm. and so we're going to make mistakes And we're also going to continue to grow and learn. Parenting is all about growing and learning. I've learned and grown the most from being a parent Mm -hmm. by far than any other experience, regardless of education and practice and all of that. I've learned so much, not only in marriage, but mainly through parenting because it just Mm -hmm. expands on that. The third thing is that the problem really isn't the problem. So what you're seeing them pushing boundaries is a symptom of a root issue and so you have to get to that root issue Mm. but those boundaries help you enforce the the consequences because we don't want to be punitive and we don't want to be like punishing Mm -hmm. because we want them to feel how they feel and to have that normal development of pushing boundaries because Mm -hmm. they're getting more independent Mm -hmm. but understanding that just because my kids throwing a fit if they're younger that is just a symptom of what's going on inside of them Mm -hmm. And then the fourth thing is that time does not heal all, which is kind of hard. We sometimes think, oh, this is just a phase. Like in time, this will fix itself. Mm-hmm. But in reality, it, it's not going to. So it's never too late to start enforcing boundaries. So if you're out there and you've not had boundaries with your kids, it's not too late. Whether they're a teenager or they're five years old already, mm-hmm. you can still enforce that. But that shows them, hey, I care. And we're going to work through this together.
1: And we're going to get to that root issue so that we can continue to grow. Mm-hmm you have said so much in just those four statements and so I want to unpack them just a little bit before we move on um the first one and I I didn't write these down so remind me but the first one I think you said was we have to keep in the forefront of our minds that our kids aren't perfect yes and for a moment parents who are listening we sort of flippantly know that you know yeah of course our kids aren't perfect And yet, when it comes to parenting and setting boundaries, sometimes we expect them to know what boundaries will keep them safe. And then we become especially disappointed when they ask us why, or they push the boundary, or they don't respect it. And that's part of that growing and learning and developing that you mentioned. And so, our kids aren't going to, even in perfection, uh, at the very beginning, you said, you know, God set a boundary at the very, very beginning. And in the place of perfection, uh, in the Garden of Eden, the boundary wasn't kept. So who are we to think in our humanness and in our imperfect, imperfection as parents that our imperfect children are going to perfectly accept our boundaries, right? Mm-hmm. We're setting ourselves up for disappointment if we think that's just the way it's going to go versus high five when it does, right? And so I love that you started us off just with that reality check that number one, our kids aren't perfect. um, And it's our job really as parents to disciple and to shepherd their hearts and to train them up and to teach them versus expect it um, Mm -hmm. from the beginning without that training, right? It's like sending someone up to bat without ever handing them the bat or showing them how to swing. It's just... That's not a good expectation. And even after you've trained them and trained them and trained them, there's no one that has a perfect batting score, right? And so um, to expect perfection from our kids is just setting them up to fail. So I love that you just right off the bat said, look, even when it relates to boundaries, our kids aren't perfect. They're not going to get it. They might break them anyway, and that's part of it. And then that second piece to say we aren't either, I think sometimes – that whole like mom guilt and I'm sure there's dad guilt too. I was just with a a family this recently and they were talking about this major dad guilt that the dad was describing that he felt um, from the mistakes. It's like, that is a real thing Mm -hmm. um, to feel like at the end of the day, gosh, I really blew it with fill in the blank, right? Like I should have known better or I could have done this differently. And um, that same Compassion that we would offer, that same grace that we would offer to our friends to offer that to ourselves, you know, when we make mistakes, that's real. um, Because otherwise, we'll react out of shame and guilt Mm -hmm. versus out of what we know to be right. And then all of a sudden, we're inconsistent with our boundary setting because we're doing it based on, oh, I feel guilty because I made a mistake. I should loosen up on this, et cetera, et cetera. And so, I'm just thankful that you started us off with, you know, hey, A, your kids aren't perfect. And we know it. But gosh, just breathe it out, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, not to expect it. And B, neither are we. And so it's about growing and learning in that process. And then the third thing that you said, that the problem really isn't the problem, that it's a symptom of something bigger. It's like, that is so accurate. And I think about how many teens that I work with, and the parents are just exhausted from trying to set boundaries that aren't kept and having expectations that aren't met. And, and what does this mean? And especially as the kids get older, and they grow into teenage years, they're not adults, they're not making adult decisions, but they're definitely not littles anymore. Exactly. So there's this line that they're growing towards. And um, when they're, they begin to act out, it's like, Ah, you, you know, you quote, should know better, which we don't want to use the word should, it's just a synonym really for shame. But um, to say, you know, there's more to that behavior than the behavior. The behavior is the, you know, metaphorical iceberg on top of the water, where what you see, um, what you don't see is what's happening underneath, which is their thoughts and their feelings and their beliefs and their values and their fears and their wants and their feelings and their needs. And mm-hmm. what we see is the behavior. We see the acting out. And if we set the boundary based on just that, we're going to miss the important stuff that's happening underneath. And then that fourth one just that reminder that time the time isn't the healer. Um we hear that time will heal all wounds. We just we know it It care to change. It's just a false it's a myth. It's just not true. Um that it takes that consistency and that being human and being able to say I'm sorry I made a mistake. Forgiveness all of that. So thank you for starting us off just I mean that was just rich that whole piece there. Uh those four things. So What else do you want to share about boundaries in parenting? I think just kind of some practical steps of how you go about setting those
2: boundaries. Um, As parents, we have to focus on, are we setting boundaries Mm. first? Um, We need to make sure that we are modeling Mm. and guiding through what we're doing. So if we don't have boundaries in our own life and in our own marriage, then having boundaries with kids is going to be almost impossible. It's going to be A huge struggle Mm. Because we don't Ourselves know How to set the boundaries And keep them We may be good At setting them But not keeping them Or we can keep Rigid boundaries And we don't budge Which then is also Not healthy either Right So making sure That we're looking Inwardly And making sure That we're going
1: Through that First step In any Type of boundaries With your kids So what you're saying Is um, That we teach Boundaries By modeling Boundaries Yep Okay That's where it starts Mm Mm-hmm So
2: good. And then another good piece or nugget for setting boundaries is you need to know what your family values are. Um, Your family values need to, your boundaries need to reflect your family values. Mm -hmm. So if you have a value of honesty, what does that look like? What practical things do you know if you are meeting that value? Is that not lying? Is that coming forth when you make a mistake? Whatever it is. And there's no necessarily right or wrong. As Christians, the Bible does set up what our values should be, and we need to have those in our family values. But every family can look slightly different on how they go about creating those values and how they meet the expectations of those values. So that is like your platform or your foundation Mm -hmm. for boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so when you're setting that, you can also reflect on yourself as a parent and go, am I meeting this? Am I setting the boundaries in order to ensure that I have a relationship with God? Because that is the most important family value that we have.
1: So can you give me an example of a value um, that would lend itself to a boundary? Yeah, so... In our household, one of our
2: main values is that God is at the center. Mm -hmm. And so how we set boundaries in that is we have like physical boundaries of time. And so this is the time that we each designate individually and as a family that we are going to reflect in our relationship with Christ. And we're going to read our Bible and we're going to pray together as a family. So it can be as simple as that, Mm. which is a lot harder to make sure because we're always go, go, go. Um, Another value or example that we have in our household is family time. Mm. So again, that kind of goes with different kinds of boundaries, like physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, all those things. So we have time set aside that this is for family time. Mm -hmm. So no distractions, we put the phones away, we're being intentional with our kids. Um, playing with them, talking to them. And that can look different. It doesn't have to be like once a week. It could be like, I'm going to spend these 10 minutes with this one child. And I'm going to spend 10 minutes over here later on in the day. Mm -hmm. So just making sure that we have those checks of, okay, did I make sure that I had one-on-one time? Mm -hmm. Did I make sure that we came together as a family? Because that family unit is the most important in our house.
1: I love that you're saying this because it kind of makes the main thing, the main thing, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, Sometimes we're just, as parents, just setting the standard, setting the expectation and moving on based on whatever is in front of us versus the bigger picture of what our values are underneath. So I like I like how you've kind of put this in the forefront of saying, um, determine the boundaries based on the value. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. And I also think that helps with us not
2: reacting mm-hmm. and we have the chance to respond right. because we're coming in that reflection first to respond. Right. That way, we don't miss what they're trying to communicate with us when they're pushing those boundaries. So good, yeah, that's great. What else? So after all of that, you have to actually create a plan, mm. um, and so you have to dive in into what are my what are the boundaries that we're going to set forth for our kids, and so. We have to think about what are the quote-unquote problems that we're seeing. What's that tip of the iceberg? What behaviors are we seeing? And then looking at what might be the underlying mm. thing. Now, with younger kids, we have to kind of guess at what the underlying thing is. But with teens, this is where you can actually have a conversation with them and bring them in and be like, hey, what's really going on? How can we work on this? It's very important that you're able to negotiate when you can, Mm -hmm. especially as they get older. Mm -hmm. So like with my seven-year-old, I can have some conversations with her and negotiate a little bit on where that boundary line is going to Mm -hmm. be to fit her needs, but also stick true to our values Mm -hmm. as a family. Mm. Um, Once you do that, then you have to list, okay, what's the expectation to meet that? To Mm -hmm. fix, quote unquote, fix the problem. Right. Um, And it has to be clear. So Mm -hmm. this is the expectation. Mm -hmm. And if this isn't met, so if the expectation is as simple as, well, as a family, we're going to make our beds in the morning because we want to, we value a clean house in the respect of we take care of our things. Mm -hmm. So the value is really we take care of our things that have been given to us. Mm -hmm. So by doing that, we make our beds in the morning. If that's the expectation to do that, then what is the consequence to that expectation? Mm You have to have both expectation and consequences thought out and they have to match right if they're not then your kids aren't going to understand what's going to happen and -hmm. so the issue or problem may be a lack of understanding what the consequences is or a lack
1: of fear of consequences i'm thinking of social media for teens Mm -hmm. Uh, and i'm thinking about how many parents bring their teens to us because of something that they've seen on social media or that their their teen has posted on social media of some sort, and um, how really it is um, a conversation about what is the value, and what boundary was set based on that value. And what the way it comes out is, it's a broken expectation that may or may not have been discussed, right, Mm -hmm. or negotiated, like you said. And so um, before making a list of expectations. I know in our house, we have a, a contract or a covenant yep. that we have our kids to sign as it relates to their phones and such. And um, we review it periodically, probably not as much as they would want me to, um, <laughs> or, or for Randy and I too, my husband and I too, but really setting this is the purpose of this device. Um, this is what we want it to be used for. So we're setting the value and based on that, this is what's allowable and what is not allowable. And then the boundary also includes the expectation of, and if this isn't followed, then here are the consequences. And mm-hmm. if they are, then we review it again. And um, we can, based on age and stage, you know, kind of change those a little bit. But um, I love how it's the baseline is about the value. And, you know, what is the value? before the boundary is set and then having that conversation and communicating that expectation that's really good yeah
2: yeah and you're and you hit on a good point of like teenagers versus the youngers Mm -hmm. that you know you have to look at developmentally where are they right right? development is like on this wide spectrum and so yeah they might developmentally be on track but not fully like Mm -hmm. because that's just an average right so we have to look at our child where are you at developmentally what is age appropriate Mm -hmm. to so that your expectation isn't too high right because i have even in my own life have had higher expectations for my kids than developmentally was correct Mm. and so i have to make sure that that's a matching as well because if i don't then i'm just setting not only them up for failure and frustration and then You know, they might internalize that they're not a good kid or they just can't do anything right because I set the expectation too Too high, high. which then makes me feel frustrated and Mm -hmm. feel guilty and feel like I'm a horrible parent. Right. And so we get in these vicious cycles. So making sure, like, where where does this go? Mm Because a seven year old, you're not going to give a whole lot of responsibility to, but they can still have responsibility, like picking up after themselves Mm -hmm. and doing their morning routines and their nighttime routines Um, But they're still little and they still need that one on one attention and still lower expectations than I would for like a teenager or a preteen even.
1: Yeah. So I'm hearing you say uh, to look at age and stage, you know, to Mm -hmm. look at where they are developmentally. So you look, knowing what your value system is, but then also looking, addressing where they are um, developmentally before setting uh, a boundary. Yeah, that's good. And in those conversations with your kids, like when you
2: do bring them in, Mm -hmm. you will kind of see, oh, do they really understand that right from wrong? Mm -hmm. Do they really understand what I'm saying? Because, right, we're going to be modeling those paraphrasing and that active listening skills so that they learn those too Mm -hmm. because these are all just great teachable moments. Mm -hmm. And I find that if we look at it as a teachable moment versus, okay, this has to be done done this way because these are my expectations, then things go a little bit more smoothly Mm -hmm. and then they feel like they're their own person because they are. Right. Right. God created them so special and so I'm honoring that. So good. And then once you've created this plan of action, then obviously you have to present it Mm-hmm. So for littler kids, you're actually just going to present all of it, or even after you've discussed it with your teens or kind of older kiddos, um, you still need to present it. So type it up, write it out, make it visual, visual mm-hmm. and then present like, here's the things that we've been struggling with. Here's the boundaries that we're going to put the line and the property, the line in the sand that we're going to
1: mm-hmm.
2: l- draw and list those expectations with the consequences next to it. Yeah. Um, and then... Again, if they look over it again and go, you know, actually, I think that we should allow me to use the phone a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Can I have this app? Then you can negotiate and talk depending on right. and asking them questions like, does, do you think that this fits this value? So that we're working on that critical thinking and yeah. also letting them be heard. Because that's what we all want.
1: I know in our house, it's always about, um, not always, but again, having teenagers, the the common is relaxing the boundaries, you know, wanting more freedom. And you just said, when you said, um, present the plan to have the conversation, you know, and to ask the question, it reminded me of, you know, when we ask our, our teens, like, how are you doing with the current boundaries? So you're asking us to expand them a little bit. I give mm-hmm. you more freedom, how have you done with the freedom that you've had so far? You know, have you stewarded it, it well? Um, because that can determine whether or not we're willing to give more. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if the current amount of freedom hasn't been stewarded properly, then what's, what's um, to make us think additional freedom would be either? And so... It is a conversation. And I couldn't have that same conversation when they were, you know, seven, Mm -hmm. Um, but certainly as a teenager to have those conversations about, you know, the value of, well, we value safety, we value Mm -hmm. privacy, and we value um, setting aside time to rest, which means that there are boundaries related to time and place and usage of social media or, or phones, et cetera. You know, I'm thinking about that again. So, um, that's, I'm glad that you said, you know, you lay it out and then you begin the conversation, you know, what mm-hmm. this plan is. So,
2: yeah. And it, I think it's so important that we do that as parents because we're also teaching them how to set their own boundaries, mm-hmm. right? As young child they don't have as many physical boundaries and so we're teaching them like you don't always have to give a hug to someone and so as they grow up and they start you know pushing those boundaries well we're already having this conversation about other things and it opens the door for so many more right of how do I set those boundaries for me because maybe your kid doesn't like being Mm hugged, right and you know that can be really awkward sometimes at family reunions or family Mm -hmm. gatherings where everyone hasn't seen them for a while and they want to hug your teenager but having these conversations is teaching them like, okay, well, how do we go about having this? How do we say no right, in a respectful way, mm-hmm. but still stick to these are our family values and these is where my boundaries are.
1: So good. So good.
2: Um, and then lastly, you just have to follow through over time. Consistency mm-hmm. is Consistency. key, mm-hmm. which is really, really hard. Yeah. It is probably the hardest part of setting boundaries Right, is the keeping the boundaries. Yeah, Consistency is so important in everything that we do and it gets tiring. Mm -hmm. And so making sure that we have like a support system, even if we are a single parent, like have, it takes a village, right? Mm -hmm. So have those really good people that can encourage you and can help you and be there for you when you're feeling that mom guilt or that dad guilt or Mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I've just done this so much and they just keep pushing this boundary right but you have to be consistent because they're pushing to see when is mom going to break Mm -hmm. or when is dad going to allow me to get what i want Mm -hmm. Um, because that's human nature right um but with that and the consistency is making sure that we need to expect that kids are going to not believe us when we say this is the expectation and this is the consequence and we need to expect that they're going to break them right which goes back to kids not being perfect and parents not being perfect.
1: And parents not being perfect. That's right. You know, just knowing all of this, um, knowing what the value is, modeling the boundary, um, establishing the plan, keeping in the back of their mind that you're not perfect, the kids aren't perfect, presenting the plan, being consistent with the plan. Um, these are all important, really practical ways to set boundaries. And in essence, we're, we're teaching our kids What safety is, Mm -hmm. um, what belongs to us and what doesn't, so that as they grow into being adults, they know how to keep themselves safe, and what belongs to them and what doesn't. And what essentially we're doing by setting boundaries with our kids is um, preparing them to know how to have boundaries as adults. And so it's worth taking the time and evaluating the boundaries that we have in place with our kids to say, hey, do these meet our, our values? Did we communicate them clearly? Does it match the age and stage of our kids? How are they doing with it? Do we Mm -hmm. need to, to uh, amend them based on the age and stage? And am I being consistent as a parent in enforcing or following or monitoring the boundaries that are set. So these are all really practical um, ways. I know it's challenging me just to, to kind of go back and look at some of the boundaries my husband and I have in place, you know, to say, and then really, um, one of the uh, one of the laws of boundary that we've talked about the last three weeks is to check motive, what's the motive behind it, and um, is our motive um, to train them up, you know, and to prepare them to be able to do this on their own um, because being a dictator parent doesn't train them up it just keeps Mm -hmm. them in line and that doesn't necessarily produce the results that we want at the same time being an unboundaried parent uh, won't either right so it is that balance and that consistency that you said this is really good uh do you have any resources that you would like to share yeah my
2: main resource for boundaries would be boundaries with kids Mm. by -hmm. townsend and cloud um that one is super helpful and they lay out very practical ways of how to do that and how to have the conversations and for those who have teens boundaries with teens also by townsend and cloud is super helpful because it talks more about how they need they need to learn more independence and Mm -hmm. how do we go about teaching them how to have those boundaries and keep them
1: that's so good I'm thinking of raising boys and raising girls yep. um, by Dobson. That's a good one, um, and also our um, that series that we've promoted on our social media before about our third, you know, raising your third grader, raising your fourth grader, raising your fifth grader. There's a small mm-hmm. book for each one. That's more about age and stage and yes. what is typically what you're able to expect at that age and stage and what mm-hmm. we can do to um, build relationship with our kids. Because all of this is based on the foundation of relationship. It really Mm -hmm. comes back to that. So um, these are all great resources. Thank you for sharing those. All right. Well, uh, we've come to the end of our time. Haley, thank you so much um, for joining us again today, talking about this important topic. And if you're out there and and you're listening saying, you know what? You didn't talk about my main question. This is my main question. You're welcome to text our care line um, to send us questions about this topic. Uh, you can also reach out to Haley um, and uh, ask her a question as well. Her information's on our website under the Our mm-hmm. Team tab, um, so you can reach out to her if you're if what she's saying is really resonating with you, and you're thinking I need to do more about this, but I'm not sure my exact next step. Uh, reach out to us, and we can connect you with Haley or. Uh, one of our other therapists who can set a time to consult with you or schedule a time. We'd love to to meet you. We'd love to meet your kiddos. We're really here to offer you uh, practical solutions for positive change. And so uh, we are grateful that you're with us. Again, we've talked about boundaries all month long. So I hope that you've listened to the other uh, podcast episodes this month. Next week, we're going to continue our conversation with Danielle Huff, uh, who's in our HR department to talk about boundaries in work. And that's a big one, especially in this day and age and culture. So we hope that you'll join us. Thank you for allowing us to offer you these practical solutions for positive change.
0: Thank you again for joining us for this episode of the care to change podcast, where we offer you practical solutions for positive change. Check out the show notes below to see resources mentioned in today's episode. You can follow us on social media, including Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, LinkedIn, and YouTube to hear more about our conversation topics. If you have any questions from this episode or would like to hear more, please reach out to us on our care line at 317-979-7133 or email us at help at care We hope you found this episode helpful and invite you to join us for more of our podcast conversations.